That's basically the message of the Bible. It's real simple. Love God, love people. Forgive. And, it, you know, it sounds real easy to do. It really does. Until it, it hits you at home. Until you're the one that's been hurt by somebody. And, you know, and everybody said, well, just forgive them. Do the Christ-like thing. Yeah, okay, I will eventually, but right now, I want to beat them up, okay? <laughs> I mean, we've got to be honest with ourselves, you know. I mean, these are normal responses of being a human. Only one that was perfect is Jesus. Matthew 22, 1 through 14. And Jesus answered and spoke unto them again this by parable and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son. And he sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. Again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servant, servants and entered and treated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore in the highways, and as many as ye shall find bid to the marriage. So the servants went out into the highways and gathered together all, as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in and, and to see the guest, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he said unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away. Cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, I pray that you speak to me right now. In Jesus' name, amen. And as I was going through this scripture here, and this just blows my mind, because this is the picture of God and Israel when Jesus came to Israel. And God, the, the wedding feast is the marriage supper of the Lamb. And it's going to be in heaven. And God is welcoming everybody to be a part of this kingdom. And so, he talked, this is about Israel. Thousands of years, God sent prophets to him to prepare him for God. And they rejected God. Then God sent his only begotten son. God became flesh and came himself. And they killed him. Don't that sound like this is describing that whole scenario? And then God let the nation destroy themselves, actually, is what they did. Because of the rejection of Jesus. And we know in 70 A.D. what happened. This parable is more than a parable. It's reality. Now, God has invited everybody. And now since through the new covenant, Jesus has sent his servants to the whole world to invite whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord to be a part of this wedding feast that's coming up. And as the times we live in, you see it's rapidly approaching. Are you going to be there? I got a feeling I'm going to see every one of you at the table because you love Jesus. Because you believe 
that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And see, that's what's going on in our world. There's so much battle over this one issue. Truth. What is truth? Pilate asked the same question. And truth was staring him in the face. And I get that same question. Oh, that's your version of truth. And I've been dealing with some people who don't believe at all. And they think we're all fools. And it breaks my heart. Because they're the fools. They're the ones that's been duped by the devil. They're the ones that's got the blinders on. That no matter what, Satan don't want to let go of them. So how do you deal with people like that? You love them like Jesus did. You love them anyways. And you guide them along. And then you point out truth to them. And when I talk about prophecy stuff, I do that because I want to prove that God's word is trustworthy. How else are you going to know if it's trustworthy? Who can tell the ending from the beginning? I know I've been saying this, but this is how we know we can trust God's word. And God wants that wedding feast to be packed. He wishes none would perish, that all would come to repentance and acknowledge of Jesus Christ. And so as Christians, as God's children, we do have an obligated to the lost people, to the ones who don't believe. We are the ones Jesus has called to go out and bid them to the feast, to the marriage supper of the Lamb, which is going to come when the church and all who believe in Jesus is caught up and we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. The preaching of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. That's what it's all about. And here we are living in these days that we live in and all the signs point to Jesus' return because of what the scriptures have told us, that we're not in the darkness. And Jesus said, when you see all these things, remember, I told you this stuff before it happened. So look up, your redemption draws near. But look around, too. Who do you know that don't believe? What is this garment he's talking about? When he looked over and he seen somebody didn't have the garment on, the wedding garment, it's the righteousness, the righteousness of Jesus Christ. It's that robe of righteousness that we all get when we put our trust in Jesus. When we believe he's the only way to get to heaven. He is the door, the way, the truth, and the life. Not your good works. Not how much you go to church. You've, you've got to put your faith in Jesus Christ. And what he did, his complete work on the cross. What he did in his life, it's all that matters. The perfect Savior. And he did it out of love. When he came to the earth, nobody was saved. Everybody was on their way to hell. And God said, I can't have this. He had a plan from the beginning. I love my creation. I love my kids. And if I don't step in and be their righteousness, they're all going to perish. Had to be blood shed. Holy blood that never sinned. And the only one is God could pay that price. And so here we are in the year 2023 
Israel's back in their homeland. They've been fighting for 75 years since they became a nation. And the scriptures are clear what their enemy's plan is to wipe them off the face of the map that the name of Israel be remembered no more. I mean, how much more evidence do you need that this word is truth? That we can trust God's word. That God has not left us in the darkness. Do you got your wedding garment on? Are you trusting in yourself to be good enough to go into the gates of heaven? Or are you trusting in Jesus' righteousness? That's why the Old Testament calls him the Lord, our righteousness. He's the one that makes us right with God. Because nothing, we, we blew it. All of us did. Before he was even born, we were doomed. But God, but God, and see, and if, if, you, if, if I can get people to understand this, how much God really loves you. I mean, he, he came, stripped off everything, all the glory, and he came to this earth, and he became a, 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 a child, a baby, born in a manger, poor, broke, his parents were poor. He didn't come in glory like everybody's expecting. He's coming in glory the next time. But he had to come to partake of his creation. He had to become one of us so he could feel it, what it's like to be in a world of sin and not sin. That's awesome that God so loved us that much that he wanted to do this for us. Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? I believe it is. What draws you to come to church every week? What draws you to seek after Jesus? The scripture says, no man comes to me unless the Father draws him. So God is drawing you to himself. Whenever you think, I need to, I need to pray, I need to go to church, and God is drawing you to himself. He's saying, my child, come to me. I got a mission for you. I got a plan for your life. You're not just here to, to walk around without a clue. I want to tell you what my plan is. And I want you to go out and reveal that plan to your families, to your friends, to even your enemies. Let your enemies know that I love them. That's what God's saying. God loves the Palestinians. God loves the Jews. God loves the terrorists. But he knows what spirit is controlling them. It's not the Holy Spirit. They have the wrong spirit. They have the spirit of the devil. Kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said it's real simple to look at this and figure this out, kids. I came to give life and that more abundantly. The enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. So, there it is. Blessing and cursing. Choose whom you will serve. Well, as for me in my house, you can see it everywhere. We will serve the Lord. And I'm going to stick to that. No matter how I think my life's going, I'm going to hang on to the anchor, the rock, the solid rock of truth, to know that everything else is a lie. But this is truth. When Jesus said, I have spoken to openly in the world. I have hid nothing from nobody. I have revealed everything to you. It's out there. Seek ye my face, and you will find my hands. 
you'll find the Lord in your life and His great plan for you. And it's not just about feeling good every day and have the right things in your life to make you comfortable. It's about knowing God's got your back. That you're God's child. Not a weapon, no demon in hell can take you out because God is for you. And if God is for you, who can stand against you? So as we reach out in love to our fellow man and woman, child, let's do it like Jesus would. Try to have that same compassionate spirit to let them know that you can't do this by yourself. You've got to have the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You've got to have that garment, the wedding garment, because without it, you're naked and you're, you're a prime target for the enemy. And the enemy, he's after you. He's after our kids. He wants to destroy God's creation. He's so jealous. He's so hateful. He sees you and he hates you because you are an image of God. You are made in the image of God. And you know, one time, this is years ago, I'm going to close with this. Me and Susie was having an argument. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. And I got up, and it was a bad argument. It was so bad, my little daughter Misty came out of her room, and she was in the back, and she was probably about, actually, she was up front. She was probably about nine years old, and I was in the front room, and I came out, of the, and I sat in the recliner, and she came and crawled in my lap, and she said, Daddy? I said, what? And she goes, Satan hates you, Mom. He hates you, too. And I thought, Wow. Out of the mouth of babes. This little girl told me what the problem is. It wasn't us in an argument. It was Satan hates us. He was trying to destroy us. And that's what he does. He gets us fighting and bickering against each other instead of walking in the love of God and reaching out to the world around us. We get so much focused on us, me and mine, instead of looking out to the world like Jesus did. Jesus could have been like that. He could have just focused on himself and said, hey, I'm God, man, I do what I want. But no, he focused on everybody. What can I do to help you? That's what Jesus did. So he gave himself. And he went to the cross. He sweated blood going to his destination, knowing what he had to do for you and for me. And he did it. So as we leave today, and we see what all these things going on in our world, famines, destitute, wars, rumors of wars, plagues, famines, all of this stuff, remember Jesus said, I told you of these things. But you can still be light and love in the midst of darkness. Don't get depressed. Don't get down. Let Jesus be your strength. Let him carry you. Let him teach you what to say. Let him teach you how to love your neighbor that's unlovable. Let him teach you how to forgive the ones who hurt you. Let God teach you. He is the great teacher. And he's given us his Holy Spirit to live in us. So when the wedding comes, we will be there. And we'll be celebrating with the king at the great marriage 
Supper of the Lamb. Let's pray. Holy Father, we thank you for you, Lord. We are so grateful that you loved us so much that you came to this world and became one of us. And you suffered as a human. You know what pain is. You know what suffering is. And you know what hatred is because you were hated. So Father God, give us your spirit of love that we can repel this hatred from us and reflect your love and compassion to this hurting and dying world around us that needs a hand up, that needs God to reach down and say, I love you, my child. In Jesus' holy name, let us be that light. Amen and amen.